Well, that uh, that certainly leads me to a, a question to ask of my next guest. Welcome back, Barry Tui. How are you? Hey, Trace. Welcome back to you, too. Thank you. Now, beetroot, yes or no on your burger? Yes. Oh, see, me too. I love I love it. Don't never you... used to, Trace. No? Really? I never I never used to mm. like beetroot on a burger. I always used to not have it, but uh, now I, I uh, need it. I do too. I, I have the uh, I have the beetroot. The so my favourite is a is a bacon and cheeseburger. That's mine with lettuce and beetroot. That's it. Nothing else. Oh really? Well, I'm a um, lettuce, tomato, beetroot, onion burger man. Oh, I see. No, that. absolutely no carrot. Otherwise, it doesn't get eaten. Why do people put carrots on on hamburgers? I don't I've understand got no that. No idea. No. I mean, I like carrot and other things, but I don't like it on burgers. No. What about egg and bacon? I like that. Yeah, I love an egg and bacon burger. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's but all right. I, I don't need it on a normal burger, though. I, I, I would mm. normally just have an egg and bacon burger mm. without anything else. Okay. Yeah. Beetroot all the way, though. Absolutely, yeah. beetroot all the way. Well, there you go. The big questions get answered here on Newcastle Live Radio. Now, Baz, when we left, when we left... Oh, the, the competition's null and void No, now. it's not. I've kept all of my my. It's null tips. and void no because way. I, don't know, I don't know who you tipped last week, so it's all <laughs> null and void. Well, I got seven out of eight last week. And the week before that, I got a full round as well. So that was the round. Actually, it was the round before that. Um, you chose. You took the. Uh, the only difference was you, the Broncos and the Warriors, and uh, yeah, that was the, about the only difference I think. But yeah, so I'm sitting. I'm actually. If I was in the Herald competition, I'm, I'm sitting up there with uh, Gary Harley on forty points. Well, there you go. Well, so well, three, three ahead of you now. Woo-hoo! That's gonna, not going to last gonna, long. It's, it's going to need an inquiry, I think, okay. at the end of this to well, um, sort all this out because um, I you, seem you to don't be agree? disadvantaged. Yeah, well, okay. I, I, if you're in front of me, I'm not going to agree, am I? <laughs> I've actually sent you a screenshot of uh, of where it. I'm sitting, and of course, I've got the extra two points because I did the ra- I, I picked oh, the round. Okay. I, so I that's why it's sitting have. at forty-two. Okay. You I thought, thought you, you thought might well, you should have um, been you know, smart enough to not tell me that, and I would have thought, oh, I'm no. five in front of me. It's it's all honesty, Baz. That's what it's based on here. <laughs> it's all on honesty. So let's have a look at it. So round eight, uh, we can't start round eight without talking about the Newcastle Knights performance on Sunday. Wow. Mm, not good, was it? Not at all. No, it was back to the bad old days, mm. actually. Um, which aren't, aren't that long ago, unfortunately. No. But um, yeah, look, that was a um, well. It was it was a really poor performance in light of the fact that we had twenty five thousand plus there. It was um, the Anzac round. Um, yeah, and the Knights unfortunately didn't turn up. And mm. look, I, I didn't think Parramatta were anything special, um, but they still won by nearly forty, which is an indication of where the Knights were at. I thought their attack was really poor, they were off their game very slow and then of course um, once things unravelled in the second half their defence just fell to pieces as well and, and they let in some really soft soft tries and um, Trace I've got to admit I walked out with about 15 minutes to go Wow! Um, which is the first time in history I've ever, yeah. well I've been working I've normally been working yeah. so you can't walk you can't out walk when out. you're working but I walked out and uh, more to see, not so much for myself, because I could have easily stayed and it wouldn't have bothered me, but I was just in, curious to see the reaction of the Knights fans, actually. Mm. And there were families 
that I would imagine would be paying, you know, probably a hundred dollars maybe to go and see. Had had all the jerseys on. There was a, a couple that I went past with a couple of young kids. All four of them had Knights jerseys on. Walking out with fifteen minutes to go with their heads down, and I thought to myself, "Wow, wow. you'd like to you'd like the players to mm. see this." And, anyway, and, yeah, and look, that's, and I didn't that's blame the point. them. I didn't blame them at all. No, no, I agree with you. And uh, and you know, over time, I've done that too. I agree with you. Um, you know, very. Mm. I, I don't like to do it, but uh, sometimes that's the only way that you can you can make it it be known what what you think of that team. Baz, it's time for Kalen Ponga. He's earning the big bucks now. He's taken the focus off the team um, for a couple of weeks there. It's time that he stands up and rewards the Newcastle Knights and rewards the fans with the money he's being paid, the amount that's on his shoulders. It's time for him to stand up. Well, it is. Um, I don't doubt that, but I thought he, I thought he was... You know, I thought he was outstanding the week before against the Dragons mm. in a losing team. Look, Kalen Ponga can't do it on his own. Um, and he's not that inspirational leader that mm. probably the knights the knights really need at the moment. That outspoken, inspirational figure that you know he's not a not even in the shadow of a Paul Harrigan type captain. Um, and that's what the knights are desperately lacking. They just that they still haven't got their leadership issues sorted from you know from basically for the last four or five years. There's there's no one there that's a real. Um, get behind me, I'll lead the way leader and um, look, Cullen Ponga unless his forwards are, are doing the job for him, he, he's not going to be able to he's not the be all and end all um, if the forwards are going okay um, then you expect um, Ponga to be playing really well from the back and leading the way but um, yeah, look, uh, you can point the finger at individuals but I, I thought it was across the board last week mm. that the, the whole team was poor, and and the scoreline reflected that, and the ease with which you know the Eels ran away with it reflected that as well. So it's up to everyone in the club, uh, but particularly the players. It's up to them to um, right the wrong this week against mm. Melbourne. They don't necessarily have to beat Melbourne. They haven't. They've never beat Melbourne, and they more than likely won't beat them on Sunday. But they certainly have to show up, and they have to. Uh, have a bit of resolve there, and and if they do that, then the the fans generally be be happy that they've actually put in a, a decent performance. But if they all hell will break loose if they dish up what they dished up last week, as it should, Barry, as it should. David Clemmer is is obviously a pretty inspirational player. We need that forward, don't we? We need the Denny Badiras ilk, the uh, the the Paul Harrigan. The you know, we need that that person, as you say, at the front who is directing traffic. We need that really strong personality, and I don't. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think Kalen is that person. No, he's not, and I'm not sure that Clem is either. To be honest, I'm, he's you know Clem's a. I wouldn't say he's a poor Harrigan type figure at the mm. club. And look, the, I think the problem the Knights have got at the moment, apart from the fact that they've got some key players missing, they've got Barnett missing, um, who's sort of a key player as far as their defence goes but the, the the problem they've got is that their two best forwards the two mm. brothers are not playing well um, are playing very average in, in actual fact I think um, Daniel Safidi in particular is just he, he hasn't played well all season and is just struggling struggling he's coming off the bench and not even making an impact off the bench and he's a state of origin player who would have played for Australia last mm. year so they're, they're the two guys in, in my eyes. Daniel in particular, he's the guy that has to stand up. 
and if you know he he's a real figure in the club if if he's playing well. I don't know that he's probably a real figure in the club at mm. the moment because he's not playing well. But he's the bloke that I think if he gets back he's to his best form, he can. Um, well, he doesn't like to be captain, but mm. he's that sort of a, a you know follow me sort of mm. a, a player, and he can get you know very emotional. And and he, we saw him in the Origin last year how emotional he was when he scored under the post there, and how much it meant to him. Well, he he's got to find that passion that he hasn't had for whatever reason. Mm. Um, and lead the way from the front. That's what they need. They need some players up front that's um, going to create some, you know, space for the likes of Ponga and and the outside men to um, to shine. But as it stands at the moment, um, they're not playing well enough to do that. And, and the result is what we got at the weekend. Yeah, which is absolutely disgusting. Now, Barry, we've just had a message through from uh, from a, a very loyal Parramatta supporter who's saying, "Not sure what you're talking about. I had a great time on Sunday." <laughs> Yes, well, Lisa, I, say, I know I, you did. <laughs> I will say this, Trace. We had 25,500 there, and the reason we had 25,500 there was because we were playing Parramatta. Um, they got a great support base wherever they go, and, and, and they had a, a lot, of, lot of fans there, mm. uh, there on Sunday who um, would have stayed around, hung around, and enjoyed every moment of it, I'm mm. sure. Uh, and look, which is their prerogative when their team plays like Correct. And I can remember when I used to work with the Eels, the stats of, of supporters who live outside of the, the team's area, no one had a bigger bigger number no. than the Parramatta Eels. It'd be Parramatta and St George, I'd mm. imagine. They'd be the two clubs that are most followed outside of their areas. Just, um, just and, incredible. And, and, They've always had a massive following, so. So we're both going for the storm this weekend, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, we are. Dane Gagai out for the night, so just just keeps getting worse mm. for um for the night as far as injuries goes. I think there's ten, ten unavailable top thirty players at the moment. So and Heimel uh, Hunt you, as well. He's out. You know, Heimel Hunt's gone for probably six weeks as well. They've both broken their cheekbones. So Heimel's worse than. Worse than uh, Dane's, unfortunately. He's going to have to, well, he's got surgery. I think he's got three fractures in his cheekbone. So um, he, he didn't look any good. I saw him after the reserve grade game last weekend and he looked uh, pretty worse for wear. So it doesn't surprise me that he's bad. But there's, yeah, then there's, look, there's a few weeks before we get a few trips back. So they're going to have to um, soldier on as best they can. But as I say, you, they put 17 out on the field and uh, those 17 have got to aim up. Yep, they do. It doesn't matter who's there. You're you're wearing the red and blue, and you've got to you've got to act like Thank, you are. Yeah. Well, thankfully, the Melbourne probably won't be very confident because they're only coming off a seventy to ten win over the Warriors. Oh so, my uh, lord! Truly, with a bit of luck, they might come up with a with a uh, with a bit of a carefree attitude. Yeah. Think that it's going to be pretty easy, but I'm not sure that Craig Bellamy will uh, allow them to no. do that. Unfortunately, I must admit, I looked at that score and I went, "That's got to be a typo. Surely that can't be right." <laughs> no, and no typo, no typo. Well, they are incredible. And, and um, to be honest with you, Trace, I mean, uh, the Warriors were their own worst enemies in the first half and were only trailing by a few, and a blowout wasn't on the cards at that stage. But once the, they put the foot down in the second half, the Warriors, well, they, the Warriors just turned it up, as you can imagine with mm. a scoreline like that. They just, in the end, they didn't, uh, they weren't trying half of them. So um, that's what happens. Melbourne are that good that they can they can do that to you if you're a if you're down and look if the Knights had played Melbourne last week instead of Parramatta in that sort of form they probably might have run 50 or 60 up on them 
Hmm. It's going to be interesting. We'll just have to wait and see uh, see how badly. Now let's fly through uh, through the rest of the round. I've got my tips here. Let me just get it up. So I can I can never cheat with you because you see I've all of my tips are inside the tipping app. So I'm coming second in the Newcastle Live tip. I'm I'm very proud of myself. Righto, let's go. So Broncos v Sharks. You can't go past the Sharks. Sharks. Hmm. Um, Titans and Panthers. Now the Panthers I know are, are unbeaten. Um, the Titans are at home, and uh, last uh, <laughs> last go around, you uh, you t- you actually took the Titans, uh, which well, look, I was quite shocked Titans, and surprised at you taking the, the Titans. The, the Titans have absolutely killed me. Mm. Um, I've been waiting for the Titans to find something, <laughs> and uh, thinking that it was going to happen this week, and tipping them for it to happen this week, and it hasn't happened. So they'll probably call, cause an absolute boil over yeah. now because I think Penrith are absolute specials. They're oh, playing too well. They are, but, uh, yeah, actually... We'll, we'll, probably been the disappointment, Trace. The mm. Titans have probably been the disappointment, the big disappointment so far, if you're outside of the Knights, for example. Mm. Um, I think probably the Titans have been the big disappointment. Now, the big shock from last week was obviously the uh, the West Tigers getting over the Rabbitohs. <laughs> The West Tigers have cost me perfect rounds recently, so I'm not a fan of them at the moment. But uh, mm. the Rabbitohs are taking on the Sea Eagles. Again, this is one that I, I think is a toss of the coin. Yeah, I don't disagree. I wasn't, I, I've tipped the Rabbitohs, but not with any great amount of confidence. Mm. I don't think they're playing that good, the Rabbitohs, even allowing for, um, you know, they got, they got beat last week. I don't think they've been playing that well right through. So, um, yeah, I took... I took South, but not with any great confidence. Yep, yep, same here. Warriors taking on the Raiders. Now, how do you recover from a 70-10 to 10 loss? Well, it's, it's, it's difficult, but, I mean, um, it's, they're, paid to, they're paid to get out there and play. They'll be back at home. Um, you know, sometimes you, you can uh, feel pretty ordinary about a performance and, and come out next week and make amends and that's what obviously Nathan Brown the coach will be asking them to do and look the Raiders aren't going flash either so mm. um, they got a, they got a touch up at the weekend as well so um, I've, I've tipped the Raiders but this is a game where I'm not all that confident you know I'm, I'm not confident tipping the Raiders any week to be honest the way they're going mm. even at home um, so I, I went for them probably because I couldn't get out of my head what the Storm did to the Warriors last week and that is exactly my line of thinking as well. My my hand went to, to tip, um, you know, to go onto the Warriors, and I'm like, no, no, I just I can't, I just can't. Yeah. And as you said, that one will it'll get us. You watch, the Bulldogs and the Roosters. Now there's lots of lots of talk circling. Now originally we thought it was going to be uh, it was going to be the West Tigers who were going to be in trouble with their coach, but uh, they're certainly circling around the Bulldogs. Yeah, well we've had the the uh, story come out in the last. 24 hours that um, Phil Gould took over training, coaching the team yesterday at training and, and uh, also was involved in spraying the team at a team meeting before training. Um, obviously, it's blown up. That's the sort of story that blows up. Um, I've got no doubts in the world that, that um, Gould and, and Barrett got together beforehand and it was, it was um, you know, it wasn't, wasn't Gus just storming into a team meeting and taking over and then deciding to tell... Trent Barrett to sit on the side. Oh, I'm coaching him here. Mm. They would have, they would have between themselves organised it all and and tr- trying something different to try and shake up um, the players. Obviously, um, from the Dogs who won their first game of the year and haven't looked like winning a game since. Um, whether it works or not, I, I doubt. Um, it may have some 
some effect. Who knows? But uh, in the in the long run, um, Bill Gould will obviously have a fair bit of input into what happens to Trent Barrett. But you know they've got to start winning. Otherwise, it doesn't matter who's coaching. Um, if your team keeps losing week after week after week, then uh, the coach is going to be under pressure, and that's going to be the case if the dogs don't turn things around. And you know, desperate times call for desperate measures, and that's probably what they've done here to try and shake them up. But whether it, whether it makes any difference, I don't know. They've lost uh, their captain, Josh Jackson, for the weekend, so that won't help them at all. Um, and I can't see them winning. No, I can't. And especially, I mean, when in you have... In saying that, Trace... Yeah, they'll probably that, will. <laughs> well, in saying that, the Roosters aren't going flash either. I was just about um, to say exactly that. The St George yeah. game, I mean, the yeah. second half of the St George game was impressive, you know, to, to score those 12 points, you know, unanswered. They did well, um, but they were some pretty average football. Yeah, look, I, I just think that they're not—they're not. I don't think they're playing as well as they did last year when they had all those players out, and they still still made the semi. So they got some work to do. The Roosters, maybe you know, they're—they're they're a club that uh, might be building into the season. Maybe I don't know. There's some suggestions that the two halves aren't going well together. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. But I, I think they'll be—I think they'll be good enough to beat the Bulldogs. Um, but you know, it's a game the Dogs will look at and think, well, okay. This Roosters team is not the Roosters team that we've played in the past, so maybe we are some sort of hope. Mm. Um, I think it's a no-brainer. The Eels taking on the Cowboys at home. Uh, it's Bank West Stadium. Everything's going for the Eels at the moment. You can't go past them. No, you can't. Although I thought the Cowboys were outstanding last week against um, the Gold Coast. Um, yeah, the, the cows are sort of they're after a pretty ordinary start of the season, and I think they were the favourites of the, or one of the favourites of the Wooden Spoon. They're, they're not playing like Wooden Spoon teams at the moment. The Knights have got to go up there next week and play them up there, where they've had a, got a terrible record. Um, the cows, though, they don't travel as well as as uh, you know how they play at home. So, and you can't see the eels. You know, they got they got that. Um, bit of a wake-up call, I guess, against West Tigers a week ago, and then they came out and were very professional against the Knights, and they'll be professional again against the Cows and get the job done. We've already done the Storm and the Knights. The Knights are at home 2 o'clock at McDonald Jones Stadium. Uh, we've both taken the Storm there. Now, again, the other one that I'm, I'm kind of tossing up on, but I am going to stick with the Red V, Barry. I'm going to stick with them. It is the Dragons and the Tigers. Now, the Tigers have been the story of the last fortnight. Yeah, they've been great, haven't they? It's been two terrific games. They've won by a point in each game. Hastings field goal in that first one against the Eels and then Brooks last week. Um, and just to see the passion of, of uh, Madge McGuire in the in the uh, coaching box when he when he kicked the field goal last week and how much it means to the mm-hmm. place. They're on a, they're on a real high. The, the the Tigers. I wouldn't say they're they're playing great, but they're playing with a lot of passion and, and uh, spirit, and that's, you know, the Knights could take a leaf out of their book, to be honest. Um, and look, the Dragons, well, they looked in all sorts a couple of weeks ago, and they beat the Knights, weren't very impressive, but I thought they were, you know, pretty gallant on the weekend against against the Roosters on, Anz- on Anzac Day. So, I've tipped the Dragons, not with any great mm. confidence, I don't think there's a lot in it. Uh, it's at Wollongong, so that might help uh, St George, um, but It'll be a good game. It should be a really tight game, I think. And, and uh, who knows, West might make it three in a row. But I've tipped the Dragons without much confidence. So this is really disturbing. We've both gone the same. We've both gone yep. the same. We've gone well, eight from eight, so, which means that either way, 
I'm still going to be in front of you next week. Well, and, and you could do this for the rest of the season, Trace, just to make sure you win. You could just follow my <laughs> tips, whether I tip whoever. I won't do that. Okay. You know that. I, I might have to um, get you to send me your tips on a Tuesday or something okay. before I put mine in. Just I'll to, do that. Um... I'm more than happy to do that. <laughs> no, I trust you, Trace. Okay. <laughs> Your okay. millions wouldn't. Right, I know. And what... if, look, if you're following my tips each week yep. too, by the way, then that's how silly you are. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, Gary Harley is obviously the man. Uh, the man sitting there, Gary Harley. Yeah, and, look, it's uh, early, yeah. Trace. It's it is early. early. You, don't, you don't want to be up there. There's all the pressure on when you're up you there. You don't want to peak early. You want to no. stay in the middle of the yep. middle of the field. Yep. You know that's what happens with the Melbourne Cup. Stay in the middle of the field that's and it. then come that's home it. strong. Come home with a wet tail. Absolutely. Now, last week's podcast was Jeremy Smith. Who have we got this week? Alan Bell. Oh, there's a yes. name from the past. There's a name from the past, and it, it's, um, yeah, look, he was the inaugural um, assistant coach to the Knights. He, he basically he basically set up one of the main players in setting up the club uh, and putting the roster together, and he talks about how, you know, the Knights had 300000 to spend in the first year, and that was less than what Manly spent on their reserve grade side in back in... 1988 and how they went about putting the club together and all sorts of things. So it's a fascinating... Uh, I'll give you a little one. He, he mentioned that the Knights missed out on on signing a young Steve Renouf because they refused to pay an extra $1,500. Oh! Yeah, there you go. Wow, they, they, that, there's they one that's... They agreed to terms and uh, on a contract worth $8,500. And the and the knights at the time had a limit of seven thousand dollars on who that on on those types of players, and, oh. they, and the, the powers that be wouldn't budge on the seven thousand. So they lost Steve Renouf back to the Broncos. These days, you and I throw fifteen hundred dollars at it. Well, exactly. That's so, incredible. Anyway, wow, that's a story yeah. that hasn't been out there, Barry. Yes, exactly. So mm. yeah, no, no, some good good stuff there. He's got a good memory, Al, and mm. and uh, obviously a, a confidant. Of the Johns brothers, mm. very close to the Johns brothers, was a was a, a confidant of Mitchell Pearce. Mm. Mitchell Pearce used to well, he ring him twice a week, three times a week. Mm. Um, still, they still um, talk regularly, even though he's over in France. Mm. So it's a it's a good uh, yeah, it's a good conversation. And that Alan's pretty shy. He's always been pretty shy. Yeah, Doesn't very like much doing so. interviews. Mm. I've been trying to get him on there for twelve months or more, and I finally wore him down basically. So <laughs> that sounds good. like me with Michael Hill. I just keep wearing Michael down. That's the way. We're good at that, aren't we? Well, listen, thank you so much for your time, my friend. It's lovely to have you back. And uh, I must admit that it is good to have you back with me actually doing okay as opposed to the disaster that was the first couple of weeks. (laughs) There's plenty more room for disasters in the week. There certainly is. There certainly is. Don't walk out of the Knights game this weekend, though. No, I won't. Stick around till the end. I will. Okay, mate, you have a good weekend. We'll chat next week. Thanks, Thanks, Baz. Bye. That is Barry Tui, the semi-retired Barry Tui, but you can grab his special columns in the Newcastle Herald. He has a great Saturday column and he is continuing to do those podcasts, which are just amazing. And Alan Bell, wow, that's a scoop. That's one that uh, he hasn't spoken in a long, long time. I don't think I've ever, ever, to be honest, heard him speak uh, in at least the last 20 years. So if you want to learn something about the Newcastle Knights going back in the history, definitely tune in to, uh, to that podcast from Barry Tui. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. 
with over nine decades of combined media experience, Tracy Mack and Michael Blacksland bring you a smart, fast-paced morning of news and entertainment with special guests and major newsmakers for your morning fix. Join Tracy Mack for Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from nine, only on Newcastle Live.